if I'm not thinking of something properly or like behaving in a way where I'm not I'm not happy with it and I fire myself internally and rehire a better version of myself all of a sudden it's like clarity sometimes it's like oh I wonder why I didn't see that before welcome back uh this is gonna be fun because we're going over interview questions the between the three of us we've had several interviews probably in the hundreds And we've interviewed, been interviewed, we've interviewed other people, and we've had quite some great interviews. I think, like, some really phenomenal interviews, Uh, one in particular I can think of right off the bat. And then we've had some really interesting ones, (laughs) like, really interesting ones. So today we're going to spill the tea on some interview tips and tricks that's going to help anyone, honestly, uh, uh, not guaranteed to land the job or position you want, but it's going to help. Like because I know this is there are some things that we look for when specifically, yeah, specifically yeah. when we ask certain questions, and it's not really like the the answer that we're looking at sometimes. And I tell this to a lot of our uh, managers, like read between the lines. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not exactly what you say that I'm listening to. It's the finer details. Sometimes it's yeah. how you say it even. It's your mm-hmm. body language. It's how you present it, mm-hmm. what you say, how you yep. say it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, what's one of the first, very first uh, questions an interviewer would ask? Like if we were going to interview somebody applying for a crew member position mm-hmm. at Pochi, what's one of the first questions that we would kind of ask? It's so basic, but I always ask, always just like, tell me a little bit about yourself. Not really because like we need to ask it. It's more that I just want to hear them like talk about themselves. Like how do they talk about themselves? Or it also shows because a lot of um, a lot of the people we interview, this is their first time job. So I just wanted to see how prepared are they, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's such a basic question. It definitely tells me how prepared they are to answer a simple question of tell me about yourself that that is a pretty it's a hard question to actually answer though like yeah it is because like like if somebody asks you tell me about yourself well i was born in (laughs) like we're not trying to go that far back but like what what do you think your kind of details or like things that you are looking for within those within answers that they provide Honestly, I'm looking for just like a nice, concise, like overall picture, like summary of who they are, not necessarily all the little details ever, because some people will just like spill the tea on literally their whole whole (laughs) life story. (laughs) And then some people are just like, this is my name. This is how old I am. I'm in school. Okay, that's it. very surface level yeah 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 so i'm just looking for kind of like a a overall good like summary like concise answer Mm -hmm. that kind of just packages it up like pretty simply and not super long but not super short either Mm -hmm. just like a quick your elevator pitch of like who you are an elevator pitch that's Mm -hmm. like that's it right Mm -hmm. there because Mm -hmm. think of it as an elevator pitch you got to sell yourself in the in the first 60 seconds like you've got 60 seconds yeah. at, yep. at the very most yeah. maybe even 30 sell yourself like what can you say 
And it's something that I look for to you even before the interview even starts. If, if we're doing an interview in person, um, is how do they introduce themselves when like I first meet them? Mm -hmm. So like when I introduce myself, Hey, like, are you so-and-so nice to meet you handshake. Mm -hmm. So if they give me like a weak handshake (laughs) or like, don't look me in the eyes or like can't make eye contact and like, you know, like it's just being really awkward. That also says a lot too. I feel like. Yeah. I don't with most the most recent uh, situation that we've had with um, everything being online. I can tell you right now, uh, this is a huge tea spilled right here. If you are being interviewed on Zoom, Mm -hmm. have the camera on, like (laughs) have it on because I have interviewed somebody that didn't have their camera on. I will go through a few questions, but they go in the very bottom of the list. Like they would have to blow that interview out of the water and then some like times 100 for me to even consider them at that point. Yeah. But have your camera on because uh, like the, the handshake is important for you, right? Yes. To be able to, I read a lot of nonverbal communication mm-hmm. and to be able to see somebody's eyes, the way they, they're, they're just body language overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says a lot for me at least. Like that's how I read a lot of people. So um, gosh, turn the camera on, smile <laughs> big. Oh and, my gosh. I don't, I don't care if you're in your car. Just I got to see you. Yeah. Speaking of which, I did have an interview with somebody that was in their car. This was interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So here's another tip. <laughs> if you are interviewing in your car, make sure you are sitting upright, professional. And not like. And not with your leg up. <laughs> yes. So somebody had their leg up like this, laid back. Like their seat was laid back. Oh, my gosh. It was like, so are we doing an interview or are we just chilling? <laughs> Um, so like it's, it definitely treated as a professional experience because it is, it's a professional experience, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no matter how friendly the interviewer is. Yeah. Because, um, they are, they are gauging you, uh, from the moment they, they say hi, or the moment you guys make contact, um, you are, you are being evaluated. So Mm -hmm. that's another tip right there. And I think first impressions really matter, especially Mm -hmm. like, I mean, we just talked about like. Um, when we first start an interview or even before the interview starts, like all of that really matters. Yeah. How about you, Arthur? What's like a question that you like to ask and what kind of question or what kind of answer to that question are you looking for? Something I like to ask. Um, I don't know if I'd necessarily ask it like as the first question, but it's definitely a question I do like to get in there if I, if I uh, do one of the interviews is... Uh, what do you like to do on your free time? Mm. Um, I like to ask that because it kind of it kind of gives me a good idea of a little bit deeper idea of like kind of who they are as a person. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe even um, give me a window into their type of work ethic mm-hmm. to see if like um, oh maybe maybe they like to do a lot of extracurricular activities. Maybe they like to go to the gym a lot. Maybe like to go on hikes. Maybe they like to lounge around. Maybe they like to play video games. It, it all kind of um, gives us an idea of just what your work ethic might be like. What kind of uh, you know, kind of how how motivated you are or inspired to just get out there and do things yeah. as a person. Um, so that gives us a definitely a good window into an individual. I feel like. Yeah, that's uh, a really good question. 
Yeah. If I if I got asked that question, I know I just work a lot. So <laughs> what do you do in your free time? I don't have free time. I just I work. work. <laughs> but I love what I do. So it's technically like I yeah. love what I do. Yeah. yeah. Actually, and that's another thing off topic. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe in like necessarily doing what you love. It's bringing what you love into what you do. Because like, you can do anything, yeah. but as long as you bring your passion into it, you're going to enjoy it, right? You bring purpose to your work rather than trying to find purpose in your work. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, I agree with that. that's something I strongly believe in. Anyways, back on topic, and you that, guys. That's kind of like how we didn't exactly get into boba that's true. because of the boba. Yeah. I mean, even though the boba is good, even <laughs> before we got into poetry, the boba was, you know, I already liked the boba. But. Yeah. We were all customers. So. Yeah, that's true. So, that's true. But yeah. yeah, bring your passion to whatever you do. That's that's a key thing. Yeah. Um, I know one of the big the questions really interesting is uh, a simple way to put it is what are your strengths and weaknesses? And I hate asking it that way. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'll reframe yeah. reframe that question to something like you know, hey, what the straight up, what do you suck at? <laughs> Because, like, I want to be honest with you, what are you not so good at? What do you suck at? And the biggest thing with that is, like, it tells me how self-aware they are. Yeah. Man, if you tell me, oh, there's nothing that I'm really not good at. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, put you on the bottom of yeah. the list. Or when they say, like, oh, I haven't really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then, then you know, like, they're just, like, clueless. <laughs> yeah. Because any, anybody that we bring on, yeah. you're not going to be great at it at first. Yeah. But knowing where you're not good is, like, a really good start. Yeah. And everybody that we have right now in our team, there is something that everybody is not so great at. And it takes a level of, like, humility mm-hmm. to really admit to yourself and be honest with yourself not just to like other people but like for yourself like yep. being honest about what it is that you aren't mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. at or are good at because that's your starting place that's yep. where you're able to learn and grow and so that's important for us to look for in other people when we're hiring is are you aware of that are you honest with yourself about where you're at because those are the people who are going to show the most growth yep yep and it's not uh, how can you grow if you don't first kind of accept where you are mm-hmm. to start like yeah. how are you going to move forward if you don't realize or re- respect or recognize where you are right now currently mm-hmm. so it's really important for in that question for me to see like like is this person self aware enough to understand and have given some thought of where is it that they may not be so good at not necessarily because they beat themselves up on it, but it's like, oh, this is something where I can improve on. Either that, or it's like, this is something I'm not so good at, so I double down on something that I am good at. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that could be another answer right there. It's like, you know, I, I'm really bad at time management, yeah. so I double down on getting up an extra half hour early every day just so that I give myself that cushion. Yeah. Right? So um, that's that's something that's huge for me, like yeah. knowing knowing your weakness or just knowing where you suck. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm, my, one of my favorite questions is similar to um, what you said, Arthur. But mine, I like to ask, like, what are words that you live by? Mm. Um, and then that kind of tells me what their values are right off the bat. Because this is something that they live by. Like, not just like, and it's not just a, some random quote, but like this is what they actually like live day to day by, um, which tells me 
like a lot about who they are as a person, um, which I think is really helpful when we're trying to find people who will add add to our team and mm-hmm. contribute um, and add to the work culture, not just fit in, but also contribute and add value mm-hmm. and add to the team. That makes sense. Yeah. One one fun question, and I think you added this one, Maylin, was um, what do you value most, the end result or? The process? Wait, the journey? Is it's in here. Something along the lines of oh, that. Oh, cooperation. Oh, cooperation <laughs> or end result. See, like there's so many questions that we go through. <laughs> That's a fun one because there's no real wrong answer. Yes, there have been some very interesting answers to that yes. question. <laughs> but like, okay, if somebody says cooperation is priority, mm-hmm. right? Um which is great because you can't get to the end result unless you cooperate. Yeah, right? the teamwork. The right? teamwork. Teamwork yeah. is important. But also it's like, oh, the end result is important. And as long as you make a good argument for why the end result is there. It's like if you're focused on the end result, um, the only way – well, teamwork is also important. But like as long as you make a good argument for it, there is mm-hmm. no wrong answer to that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, what we're looking for is how you make your justification of it. Yeah. Because, like, if all, we, if all we cared about was the cooperation, which is extremely important, we could have, we can put out some really bad boba, but we could all cooperate and get along. Yeah. <laughs> or True. we can, like, make some amazing boba and everybody hate each other. <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. it's like, really, it's like, there is no wrong answer. It's just, why is it? And we're looking for what makes it important to you, whether it's, it is a cooperation being primary or the end result being the primary goal for you and i think this question is really interesting too because depending on how people answer it you kind of get an idea of what success means to them too Mm. i I feel like this question is kind of like also a different way of asking like what does success mean to you yeah um in in kind of like a work and team environment which is is really interesting if you think about it that way yeah what what other questions do you guys? I know either you've been asked or you do like to ask. I like the question that you like to ask about if they could be like any animal. <laughs> That's and, always a fun one. And why? <laughs> and it always always throws them in for a loop too yeah. because they don't expect it. Because they're like we're asking like oh what are your biggest strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are like your past experiences and then all of a sudden it's like okay so if you could be any animal what would you be and why and they're like stumped sometimes <laughs> and that's a fun question i don't want to divulge the inform or like the the little why i asked that Not question because then you know, like, <laughs> be prepared. Know, but it is my favorite question to ask and hear the answer to because yeah. it does tell me a lot about an individual no matter how you answer it there's yeah. like i said one of those questions there is no wrong answer to it it's just a window to who you really are, and it's a fun, like a fun question and fun, fun way to really like get to know somebody. Yeah. Um, so it's it's yeah, I I do love that question. <laughs> okay. What is okay? I have a fun one. I what is a answer that you've gotten that's kind of like an example of like what not to say in an interview. Because I've had some really, like, really interesting ones. But I want to hear from you guys about that. Ooh, that's a I've good only, one. I've only, I've heard, not only, but I have heard of the, uh, the goat one. Yeah, that's, that's from my interview. <laughs> that's your interview. Okay, so Maylin, what's that, stories. what was that story? That one's great. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, I asked that question of if you could be any animal, what would you be? And let me preface this to say that the interview was not going that well, <laughs> first of all. It was not going, it was like okay. And um, I wasn't getting like a good read on their personality mm -hmm. very well yet. And so when I asked this question, what animal would you be and why? This guy goes, the goat. Like dead serious, right? The goat. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's, and then he like keeps going. He's like, because I'm the greatest of all time. And I'm like, did he really just say that? So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Moving on. But it was really awkward. Yeah, at least he has a sense of humor. But the whole time, there was no sense of humor. So that's what threw me off. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've had some some pretty interesting answers. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Arthur? Have that you was had the most memorable. Ones? Oh, man, I'm trying to recall if I... I know, it has been a lot. Yeah. I can't recall, like, any, like, funny ones or anything, but... I mean, to kind of go back on what you said about, like, maybe don't go into, like, too much detail about your personal life during the interviews. Um, it's just, like, I've had I've had somebody I interview just, like, go into, like, their... And and it's okay um, if, if you go through this and stuff, because I think we all go through it every mm -hmm. now and then, and um, everybody kind of experiences, you know, mental health issues mm -hmm. sometimes and stuff, yeah. um, some more than others. But yeah, they really like went deep into it, and it yeah. was just kind of. It, I I was I was glad that they were able to be so open mm -hmm. um, and candid about it. Um, at the same time, I could see how like maybe at a different company or a different interviewer where it kind of might turn them off, possibly. Yeah, gotcha. Um, mm -hmm. But at least for me, I I appreciated that they were able to um, be open about it, and uh, they were actually even able to explain. Um, Kind of what they do to, to um, kind of help better themselves and improve their their mental uh, mental situation mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, just kind of um, the steps they took to kind of push through it and that kind of showed me, um, you know, kind of like how proactive they are. Yeah. That, you know. So I think the key to that one was authenticity. Like that person was authentic. Yeah. yeah. They definitely. weren't just saying, "Oh, I am having I go through this stuff just to make you feel sorry about them or whatever." But they were very authentic in what they were saying exactly. and how they delivered it. And he like they were they were very yeah. like real about it. So yep. I think I recall that one. So like uh, that's that's a huge thing is authenticity. Yeah, and that's something yep. I think we all like look for and appreciate mm -hmm. in an interview. Like I know interviews are, you can get very like nervous and it's nerve wracking and all of that too. It's a lot of pressure, mm -hmm. but we really do want to get to know you for who you are. And I, I wish more people knew that, yeah. that, that we want to see you. We don't want to see the scripted answers. We don't want to hear the scripted answers because you, you can tell when somebody has rehearsed mm. that answer. It feels very scripted. Or they're giving you the answer that they think you want to hear. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's hard to get a really good read on who they are and how they would fit in with our team. Yep. And so then that person, if we can't get a read of who they are and how they would fit in with our team, then as much as I like them, I can't say yes to them, to hiring them. Yeah, on. that's true. That that's makes true. Sense. Oh, pro tip, pro tip. <laughs> Google, like 
if you don't know how to write a cover letter, Google it. <laughs> if you don't know how to put a resume together, Google it. Like, it reminds it's, me. It, it's, it, it, it's just amazing. We've actually had somebody send in their uh, profile photo as a cover letter. Just like a headshot. Just a headshot. Yeah, but it's I remember like, that. Not even a pro headshot. It's like off your phone camera yeah, headshot. Cell phone, like a selfie. selfie. Yep. Yes. yes. So um, <laughs> as, as interesting, as, as fun as we will have of a conversation after you do that, uh, the possibility of you getting brought on board is very little just because it's like well, you got to be able to follow directions. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's that's one thing. And then, um, gosh, uh, oh, here's one. Uh, what does describe what a good leader looks like to you? Mm. Or if, like it's, it's kind of like the, um, mm -hmm. the idea of I, I'm kind of looking for. I want this person to be the leader that they wish they had. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what kind of leader they're looking at or they, they look up to. Yeah. Um, and this ranges anywhere between their parents to sometimes teachers or like big figures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. If so, a leader that or somebody that you look up to is here's a really cool one. Um, I think it was McConaughey who actually had a, a speech about this or something like that. He looks him, he looks to himself about 10 years from now. Like, it's almost like, where do I want to be 10 years from now? Mm -hmm. And then that's, that's the person I look up to. Because 10 years from now, when he gets there, he's looking at himself 10 years after that. So it's always like the person that he's looking to be is a better version of himself every single time, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Not saying you should use that because <laughs> I'm going to catch you if you use that. <laughs> it's like, oh, you listen to the podcast, huh? But like just, just knowing that what kind of leader that you look up to is really important. Um, because really at the end of the day, is, and this is something that we also work with with a lot of our team members, our managers. or That's why we call it, we don't call them managers. We call them leads mm -hmm. because we want to kind of guide them to be leaders, right? Um, managing is, honestly, it's, it's not hard. Being a leader is really difficult. And that's mm -hmm. why we, it's, it's being a lead in our team is not that easy because you're actually having to lead the team. Not, not just by your position, but by your, you know, your action or how you are as an individual. And it's really important for me to kind of understand what kind of person this individual, whoever I'm interviewing, looks up to mm -hmm. because that's a good indication of what kind of leader they may be in the future. And also um, on another side of that to you of that question is how they answer that and how they describe what they value in that leader. Mm -hmm. um, those are the traits and qualities that they they appreciate, right? Mm -hmm. So if we know that, that also helps us out in creating a workplace, like a work environment that's conducive to what they're looking for. So like if they say that they respect a leader who, who checks in on them, like, mm -hmm. and we know that, we know that's going to be huge for them and that's going to be very impactful for them. So if we are able to give that to them, then they're going to have more, like, work satisfaction, yeah. essentially. Because, I mean, it, you can use your, your parents, your mom or dad, as a reason why, because they either work really hard or taking care of the family. Like, if somebody values their parent, whether it's mom or dad, because they work so much and provided for the family, mm -hmm. that tells me that their work ethic is probably, like, pretty up there. Yeah. If they value their parent because they've, you know, always been there and cared for them emotionally for their family, that tells me that this person may be a really good person to, uh, as kind of uh, uh, somebody who's willing to get to know everybody in the team, really in invest 
in in relationships within the team which actually goes within our work culture as well mm-hmm. so it's like it really depends on not just it's not really who is important but mm-hmm. why yeah it's always the why <laughs> um your dream job this is a fun one mm-hmm. like when you ask what's your dream job what do you guys think look for what if you ask somebody what's your dream job again it's really not like what the actual answer is like i don't care if you want to be like an astronaut or a dog walker like <laughs> if that's your dream job it's literally like what's the why like why do mm-hmm. you want to what are your aspirations what what makes you happy like what what do you enjoy like that's the whole point of that question it's like again it kind of alludes to who you are as a person what you value and it's that it, these questions is they're just like another way of asking that it's another like aspect of who you are that we're trying to get to know mm. um and then it also gives us an idea of like what kind of goals you have or set for yourself too that's true like if they've ever thought about where they're going mm-hmm. what their aspirations like you said their mm-hmm. aspirations their goals their dreams yeah um, that's why it's your dream job yeah you know, would it be it tells us what your passion might be yeah or are you like not afraid to dream really big right <laughs> yes. because some people are like will give you like an answer that's like really out there that that goal you know it's a big goal it's like really up there and if they're bold enough to be like that's my dream job then you know they're gonna really they have a lot of work to do and they're probably going to put in that work to try to get there even if they don't get there mm-hmm. yeah shoot for the stars because even if you miss you'll get to the moon <laughs> i feel like with with that question too it depending on how they answer it it kind of helps guide us um, and help guide our leads as well as, you know, best how to work with you as an individual. Yeah. Um, depending on how you answer it and, you know, how to how you might best fit in with the team as well. And how we can fit in in their life, yes, right? Exactly. Like, because the our job, like, working at Pochi, like, that's not your entire life. That's one aspect of your life. Yep. Your mm-hmm. job is one aspect of your life. So how do we fit into that picture, right? Yeah. So... Like, if this is your dream job and this is where you're going, how can we help you get there by doing what we're doing here? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. again, like what we've, we always like talk about, like, we're in the people business. We're not just in the boba business. We, we're, we're in the people business and we do that by serving boba. Yep. Right? So, like, how do we use our business, the opportunities that we have here to help you grow? as a person or help you propel into your career in the future. That's true. Yeah. One of the things too is, and and it's kind of hard, it sucks to say no to somebody, but when we, when we bring somebody on or if we're thinking about bringing somebody on, there's two questions. I know the primary questions in my, in our minds is one, do you fit our team? And the second part is, does our team fit you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. it's not just you that has to fit our team, but does our team will our team fit you? Mm-hmm. Um, are you a good fit for our team? Is the team a good fit for you? Yeah. Because you may fit into the team well, but if the team doesn't like work with you as well, it's like it's it's uh, it's a recipe for disaster. So we try our best yeah. to make sure that it's a good fit for both, mm-hmm. and that we can deliver 
you know, a, a good experience for both sides. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've said no to people who I loved. Like, I, like, would probably have enjoyed working with them or having them on board, but I knew this was not the right place for them. <laughs> so I had to say no as as much as it pained me because I really did like them, like, as a mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. and everything, right? Yeah. But in the bigger picture and, like, the long run, I knew it just wasn't going to be, like, the right fit. Yeah. Or sometimes even had to, like, let go of people that we liked or we, you know, we felt like, you know, we're good people. But just because that dynamic wasn't there, they weren't either they weren't meshing well with the team or the team wasn't meshing well with them. Unfortunately, yeah, sometimes Mm -hmm. we'd have to let them go. Or Or the work itself wasn't conducive to how they learned or whatnot. And, hey, you know, getting hired is just the first step. Yeah. Um, I always tell this to everyone. It's fun. There are two main things that you have to do to keep the job. Mm-hmm. Be able to do the work and be nice. be nice. Those are the only two requirements I have. Be be nice and do the work, right? You got to be able to be efficient, proficient in what we do. And you've got to be nice and, and be good with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and if any point in time, one of those two uh, are not working, then that's when we start going down the path of, hey, this may not work out. And that's the thing too, right? We've let friends, we've let family go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because one of those two did not work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's uh, just as much as we haven't brought people on, even though we like wanted to bring them on, and then because they just wouldn't fit the team. If at any point in time anybody like no longer fits the team in that way or isn't able to do the job, it's like we 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 do let people go because of that, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not an easy thing. Yeah, but it's how we maintain our work culture. Yeah, right, like. Um, we always say like it takes a lot of work to to have the culture that we have and that's one aspect of it mm-hmm. is if if there's a bad seed or if there's one person that is not pulling their weight or whatnot um, then they they do have to go and we have to make that that hard decision to do that yeah. um, in order to make sure like, the workplace that we have, the art, the environment is exactly what we want it to be. Like we've worked really hard at it. So um, maintaining it, it's just as much work. Yep. Yep. Um, funny enough, like talking about letting people go, and I'll talk to you guys about this. I let my, I fire myself probably on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. M- mentally, like I fire myself. If there's something that I'm doing, that I don't like or isn't conducive to what we're doing or where we're going. Mm -hmm. I literally have a conversation in my head talking with myself as if I'm like looking at myself and I tell myself, you're fired. And then I I hire a better version of myself in my head. (laughs) It's really weird. And, and, and like, if I tell that to other people, they're like, yeah, you're just, you're just weird. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care. Like, but that, that enables me to just literally just flip a switch. If I'm not thinking of something properly or like mm-hmm. behaving in a way where I'm not I'm not happy with it and I fire myself internally and rehire a better version of myself, all of a sudden it's like clarity sometimes. It's like, oh, I wonder why I didn't see that before. Mm-hmm. And it's um, we teach this to our team too, right, about like it's all about the recovery, not the mistake. Mm-hmm. So we encourage the mistakes, but... Um, it's more about like how you bounce back from that and um, teaching them how to like recover and move on and pick up the pieces. And what all they learn from it. Yeah, what they learn from it. So it's 
it's helping them not take it so personally mm -hmm. because when you take it personally, um, you all of a sudden the energy is different, right? Mm -hmm. So you're kind of hard on yourself, you're doubting yourself, you're beating yourself up, you you go inwards, right? Yeah. You go inwards, you're not making eye contact with people, you're not talking to people anymore. All of a sudden you're closed off. And that just like, especially working in such a close knit environment, that just throws off the energy in our in store. In a close knit team. Yeah, in a close knit team. It it throws off the energy and people feed off of that energy and people can feel that right off the, off the bat. Yep. So um, I love how like you described that because it's almost like a way for you not to take things personally and kind of like get outside of yourself and be being like, this is Ralph, a whole other Ralph. This is a whole different other Ralph and seeing yourself kind of like outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. So that way you're not taking it so personally and dwelling in that like moment and, and just feeding that negative like energy and negative cycle, you know? So I think that's like really, it's like a really cool way of seeing it. It's different. Very different, yeah. but it's like it's a fun way of seeing it. I think like it like keeps you from getting at least it seems like it keeps you from getting like sucked into those, you know, the negative feelings that might come along with it if yeah. you're looking at it from the outside. Because yeah. mm -hmm. it creates a negative feedback loop. If yeah. You just if you maintain that kind of mentality, yeah. whereas if you're able to let yourself go, so to speak, then it's almost like just cut it off and then just start fresh. And then at some point in time, I had to fire that version of myself. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Like at some point in time, you're not going to perform. You got to hire a better version of you. So. It's normal everyday process. Yeah. <laughs> no biggie. Yep. Yep. Here's a fun one too. Um, pet peeves. If, if, if we ask it, like my question would be, I was like, what's one of your pet peeves? Mm. Um, for me, one of the things I look for is not really the pet peeve itself. It's how you approach the pet peeve. How they talk about it. How they talk mm -hmm. about it. Because uh, here's, I guess, not the perfect answer, but like I've never heard anybody answer this. It would be great. But if you answer it this way, then I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> but like here's the, pep, the answer to that, right? What's your biggest pet peeve? It's like, well, I wouldn't say I really have a big, big pet peeve because if there is something that's bothering me about somebody or something that somebody is doing, I would rather approach them first and have a conversation about it so I can mm -hmm. understand where they're coming from or and or understand why it's bothering me so much and then uh, kind of mitigate that before it becomes a pet peeve. Mm -hmm. Like that would be, whoa, you've really done yeah. some self, like so you're really self-aware, you really can consider <laughs> things. But, you know, um, we all have pet peeves. Like mm -hmm. that's just mine. I know mine personally is time. Like I value time so much that when somebody is not on time, it just like when I say not on time, I mean, if you are on the clock on time, I'm like, <laughs> you're late. If you're not early, you're late. <laughs> that also comes from a dad, my dad, who was always late. Like mm -hmm. we set the clock at home like 10 minutes ahead, but he was still always late. So I, I value time. So when when for me personally um, and, and knowing that that is a pet peeve of mine, if somebody is late, it's not it's not them. It's me. Right. That's mm -hmm. my expectations. Yeah. And um, instead of kind of expecting them to be on time, it's like, okay, like I'm just expecting other people to be on time. What can I do in the meantime to kind of like stay productive and, and efficient with my time? Because just because I value time 
does it mean somebody else needs to value it as much as I do? Yeah. Right? Now, if somebody does value time as much as I do, I might consider them a little bit like higher on the, the <laughs> list of be a little bias. Yeah, I yeah. might be a little biased. I'm not, you know, there is no absolute unbiased or like yeah. in, in the interview process, I'm kind of evaluating, but like time is time is one of those things for me. People don't realize that, I mean, we're a small business, so um, we remember the people and a lot of the interviews that we have. So when you do bring your A game in your interview and then we do hire you on board, we still remember some of the stuff you say. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to see if you're true to your word or not, too. Mm -hmm. And so we might ask questions. We might be like, hey, so I remember you told me about this, like. That's what's true. happening here <laughs> mm-hmm. that is true that is true so, yeah all these interview questions like any any interview questions that we come across that i know i like and you guys probably like it's really just to get to know the individual as an individual because like i said at the end of the day we want to know whether they uh, are a good fit for a team and if our f- team is a good fit for them um, mm-hmm. because we want a a a team that can get along that can work well together um that have the same not everybody has to have this exact same values but have to have the similar values right mm-hmm. um and you can all have different goals in life but I mean, heck our team is incredibly diverse mm-hmm. what they want to do where they're trying to go their experiences mm-hmm. their experience traumas in life like everything is so different but they all get along um, because I, I think that's credit to you know our team that our managers or our team yeah. leaders that are doing the interviews because they are pretty picky like yeah like if there's somebody that they are like yeah, I don't know they'll actually forward it to you mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and uh, make sure that they're getting the right vibe off of that person yeah I I remember when if when I was just doing the interviews and it was just me. If it was a maybe, if it wasn't like a hard yes, like a for sure yes, then it was a no. Mm-hmm. So if they were a maybe, they're a no. Yeah. Um, we got to the point where we were that picky with like who we wanted to bring on board because the people are such a huge component of Pochi's and like who we are. They're representing us. They're yeah. representing the brand, the company, and they're the ones making the team work and like really drive what Pochi is all about. Yep. So we we do get really picky on who we do bring on board. Um, and I think our our leads, our managers are are kind of on the same page for that now too. Yeah. And I think they 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 are seeing why why we are mm-hmm. so picky and like why we make the decisions that we do and why it's so important to have the right people in place. I mean, we can go on because, like I said, the, the interview questions I, I printed out here for us, it's, uh, I think, the last interview questions we had set. But, like, we have so many. Like, these are just, I think, about half of the mm-hmm. questions that we have on our list that we'd like to ask. Yeah. Not that we ask all of them. Yeah. But these are the ones that are just, like, for the last interview. And there's, I, I, I think the main thing is, you know, when, when you are going in for an interview that you are who you are provide you know your best uh you're not just providing your best foot forward but make sure it's your foot 
<laughs> Honestly, like just make sure it's you. Yeah. You know? Um, I feel like when we are interviewing people, especially for Pochi in my experience, um, there's two camps um, for the interviewees that they fall into. One is they've never had any job experience. The second is they have prior job experience, right? And so the way we like approach those interviews are pretty different mm -hmm. in um, what we kind of look for and the questions that we ask, I feel like. because. Mm -hmm. You can ask a lot of questions with somebody who has a ton of job experience. And then with somebody who has like no job experience, you have to be a bit more strategic in what what questions you ask and how you ask that to really kind of dig deeper. Yeah. And I know for the people who've never had a job before, it can get a little bit tricky for us to interview because um, now we're working off of like, okay, maybe personal experiences or um, school experiences. And we've hired people who have, all, we've hired a lot of people who've never had a job before, but it's really about how they answer their, the interview questions and, and showing us like how they learn, how they grow and really like giving us a better picture of who they are and how they work and mm -hmm. can work. Um, it's really important, I think, in in those type of interviews. Yeah. And in the interviews with the with people who have like a lot of job experience, I'm looking at I'm looking for how have they grown? Like what have they taken away from those past experiences? Because mm -hmm. I've had interviews where people have a ton of job experiences, but the way they talk about it, it doesn't seem like they've learned anything mm -hmm. That's true. from mm -hmm. from those from those jobs, right? But then I've had people who had only one job and their takeaways are so profound, like they've learned so much and they know that they can bring what they've learned there to what we're doing here. And they're able to like connect that so clearly, which is amazing. And mm -hmm. that's what I like to see out of those interviews. Yep, yep. And here's the thing too, like we've, we've gotten this question a lot from people sending us messages on Instagram. How young do you hire? Don't mm -hmm. worry about how young you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like nail that interview. Yeah. Like bring bring to, bring it on that table because if you're like I think the youngest we can hire is 15. Is Young. Uh, yes, we are but, we have a minor permit so 15 yeah. 16 I think, yeah. But like if I didn't know like you're 15, but like let's say you are 15 and you came in for an interview and you just nailed it and I mm -hmm. thought you were like you've had previous work experience that you're like on your 19s or almost 20 or something like that, mm -hmm. we'd make it happen, yeah. right? We'd yeah. work around the, 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 because there are certain laws and stuff and requirements yeah. that we were not, that we stick with. Um, but if you nail the interview, you nail the interview. Yeah. I'm not hiring you based on your age. It's um, we're hire, We bring on people based on who they are. Um, now, if you're not 15, we're not going to hire you because <laughs> you can't hire someone <laughs> your age, right? You yeah. got to be of age. But we, we do stick to those to those requirements, uh, legal requirements. But um, yeah, it's like not necessarily to be over concerned about like how old you are or or even like you said, job experience. We've had people who have had made more job experiences bomb an interview, and we've mm -hmm. had people who have zero job experience and just nail it and this be their first job. Oh, mm -hmm. next thing you know, they're a lead here. Oh, mm -hmm. this is like their first job and they're moving up in, into the company, so. Yeah, uh, we have a lot of managers who've had, Pochi was their first job. Yeah. And now yeah. they're managing. That's true. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. 
That's true. Isn't isn't this like Sammy's first job? Yep. Yeah. yeah so our our, our Linwood <laughs> our Linwood store manager, the the man the main manager who runs Linwood, this is her first job. Yep. And she has worked her butt off to get to a point where she is running her own team. This is her own like little business that she's running, right? Yeah. And yeah. that we're just working with her, growing her, and helping her develop. So, it like honestly, um, that that authenticity, that realism, and the willingness to continue to grow is huge. I think that's the biggest thing because you can start at the very bottom, but as long as you're willing to continue to grow, you're gonna fail along the way, fail forward. You're gonna drop the ball, pick it back up. Um, as long as you come back from from your failures, because we're not perfect, we don't expect anyone to be perfect. But as long mm-hmm. as that person is able and willing to continue to grow with the company, then I mean, do your job, be nice. <laughs> so that's it. So, all right. Well, I think that is enough tea spilled for the day. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for hanging out again, and uh, until next time. All right. <laughs>